Welcome in to Paydirt Sports, part of the Six Pack Coverage Network. This is Will Dundon here with Nick Trucial and a 25-year-old Seth Coggin. Oh, let's Shout go. out to Coggs. We it's made it. Coggs' birthday. I was supposed to make it past 25. <laughs> so there we go. But yeah, guys, uh, lots to, to talk about and not a lot to talk than, about at the uh, zero. same time. What's that? <laughs> I was saying closer to 50 than zero. That's true. Seth getting old. Well, I'm right on the tipping point right now. Like tomorrow, I will be. You know, I'll tip over. I mean, closer to yeah, at midnight you were there, but uh, it's it's almost tomorrow, so you're on the ladder. <laughs> ladder downhill, man. <laughs> right, closer to thirty than twenty. Yikes! <laughs> All right, that's enough. <laughs> we got a lot to talk about and not a lot to talk about at the same time. I mean, football's this month. We've been getting this week. Yeah, we've been getting geared up and ready for it. Dude, Hall of Fame game comes on this week. Thursday I saw Derrick Henry and pads. I saw Derrick Henry and pads, boys. Good. Football is good. so close. It is so close. Who's in the Hall of Fame game? Jags and Raiders. Yeah, Jags and Raiders. August 4th, three days. Ooh. How, bad, how bad are the Jags going to be looking on August 4th? I don't Miserable. know, but that's a that's a game that screams Hall of Fame. <laughs> it does, like, and I can't wait to watch it. I will be watching the Hall of Fame game. Have you guys heard some of this noise about Jacksonville potentially headed to Chicago for a second Chicago team? No. So yeah, the all. the Bears are talking about moving stadiums and actually moving um, to like a different city within Illinois. Uh, and still being, I don't know. Uh, I think it's like a suburb outside of Chicago. Yeah, so it'd, be, still be it'd have to be right outside. Yeah, you it'd still be, Bears, it'd still yeah. be the Chicago Bears. But yeah, Jacksonville, Kashad Khan, the owner, has some connections to uh, Chicago and Illinois, and they might actually. So there's been talks of either London or Chicago. Yeah, they're going so to London. They, they, they go to they London before they go to Chicago. I don't yeah, know. They there's some out. talks heating up. What if if the Jags go to London? Are they still in the AFC South? I, they're not going to London. There's no way. I don't know. I don't think they'd be the only one to go to London. That's my thing. There'd be at least two teams in London. I think you just you can't make that work. It or doesn't not make sense logistically. Need... Yeah, it does not make sense logistically. But uh, it'd be kind of tight. I like the games. We need a team in Ireland. They're Dundon. Maybe the Huskers yeah. will spark so much. You know, energy and football love in the Ireland. Make a yeah, there'll be such big Husker fans that they'll make an NFL team over there in Ireland. That'd be nuts. So I'm looking at this report here, and they're moving to Arlington Heights, uh, which is right outside of Chicago. Is that and official? Because I saw something else where they might stay at Sol- at Soldier Field. Yeah, so it's not official, but um, they are talking about it's definitely. A possibility, but the mayor of Chicago has published renderings of upgrades uh, with a $2.2 billion roof renovation for Soldier Field. Uh, so they're definitely they're they're laying their cards out there and trying to keep the Bears at home. But if they want to get to Arlington Heights, that does leave the door open for another Chicago team, as we've seen it in baseball. Um, and then the NBA has the Bulls and the Bucks are only 90 minutes away from Chicago in Milwaukee. So that's a pretty close team as well. We, we've seen it happen. These uh, Chicago can hold two pro teams. So I don't know. Yeah, but not too pro football. Teams. You're not going to have. The, there's, dude, it's so Bears. Well, like I was going to say, Chicago cares too much about the Bears. Yeah. Like, it's not L.A. where 
you mm-hmm. just recently had some teams move back or whatever, and it's L.A., so people don't really care about football anyway. Like, Chicago Bears fans are some of the most diehard sports fans, in like, in sports, not just football. You're not yeah, going to no, just split that up. Yeah, no one's, no one's defecting from the Bears franchise to go cheer on the Jags. And, like, everyone loves the Bears. It's not a split yeah. city. Will was right to mention LA. Like, yeah, those you could maybe compare those in size, but the LA market is never associated with one team. Right. Like if, if honestly anything, I would associate LA with the Raiders. Yeah, the LA Raiders. Yeah, because they, I feel like they've had the most success in Los Angeles and they're not even playing in LA right now. So, yeah. like, they, it has had a crazy history, but Chicago is just the Bears. Like, it is the, bears or nothing so that'd be crazy to go to chicago like i could almost see i don't i can see other cities then i don't know where you would put but, another pro football team. so this arlington heights stadium would give them the eighty thousand plus seat venue required to host a super bowl so it's going to have twenty thousand more mm. seats than soldier field so that's the pull for the bears to move yeah that's got to be i have to so, imagine if if for bears fans though that's got to be tough right yeah. I would think you would not mm-hmm. want to leave Soldier so, Field. Soldier Field. Have y'all ever have y'all ever been to Soldier Field? I haven't Field? been. No. It is one of the most amazing, like not not the stadium itself. I didn't go into the stadium. It's just right there in a major park in Chicago, like on the waterfront, like right on the water. It's on a it's on this just beautiful stretch, like right downtown. Um, and so it's just the setting of it being so entrenched in the city of Chicago and so deeply embedded. Um, and it's such kind of a landmark of the great uh, park, like a true, like big park. Um, it makes it really cool. And I, I'd love to see it. I mean, it'd be so cool to see it on a game day and everything with the whole, I'm sure it's just wild there around, um, that whole area of Chicago. Um, and so I think to move that, it just removes some of the authenticity of your team. You call yourself the Chicago bears. Like you play in downtown, the heart of Chicago. Um, that's very, <laughs> I think it's important to having like success. That's why I like Na- the Titans playing downtown Nashville is awesome. Yeah. Like that staying that stadium being downtown, the setting of it being right by the river, right by the downtown area is so it makes the experience of the NFL team so much better. That, that soldier field being right on tailgating and lot J is, is <laughs> unreal for Nissan. It's, it's an electric experience. It is. And you just can't you can't put that in in the suburbs. No, you can't replace that. That is true. I mean, but this is all hypothetical, so I don't want to harp on it too long. Um, but it, it would be it would be cool to have because Chicago, Illinois, would actually be closer to the Colts, Texans, and Titans than it would be in Jacksonville. So geographically, it would make more sense. You should go to Memphis. Uh, I don't know if Memphis could – would they be able to field an NFL team? It'd Probably be tough. not, but – It'd be well. cool. What Maybe other Arkansas cities? Gets go a, back to St. Louis. That would be yeah. awesome. St. Louis, like St. Louis. St. Louis needs an NFL team. I mean, that's kind of the same geographic area. It makes sense yeah. still for the Colts, Titans, and Texans. Mm. I, yeah, I don't really know like any other idea. cities where you would – That's what I was saying. There's no other real cities, especially if you're – quasi trying to stay in the south but i can't really think i mean maybe the only thing i think of is go back to san diego or something where the chargers just like 
go somewhere where a team just left or Oakland. I mean, but are you going to do that? That's a weird move. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, honestly, you saying Chicago caught me really off guard because that seems like a really strange like position for them. I think it's because Shad Khan has a ton of connections in Illinois. He went to the University of Illinois. His family lives there. His son lives there. Um, and like a bunch of that, he he apparently just loves the state of Illinois. So if the opportunity came up, but shotgun is awful. Yeah, he is. Well, he hired Urban Meyer. I mean, dude, I I need to watch that. Uh, there was I don't know I don't know what it was, but it was a documentary or something about the Urban Meyer's time in Jacksonville and just how terrible, like literally how in shambles his regime was just how it's always interesting to hear afterwards, the inner workings of like programs that fail um, to like see the disorganization and the like lack of trust and institutional control, like an urban Meyer just being terrible at the NFL um, and having just like scandals, like player scandals, scandals outside of his marriage, like just terrible from every, every sense of the word. And that's just like par for the course in Jacksonville somehow. Like it made sense that they hired yeah, him they and always he absolutely up. busted in year one. He didn't even, how many games did he make it? Like six or eight? I mean, I think he made it like 13. Did he make it that? I thought yeah, it was I think he made it. He, made he it was two and 10. Maybe like, he oh, made it that does sound right. That does Something sound like right. that. He does, no, he was two and 11, I think, when he got fired. Last loss. Yeah, just yeah, 13 games. Yep. Who was the last loss of the Urban Meyer NFL coaching career? Let's see. Oh, um, so here's the <laughs> here's the tenure. This is a CBS article um, literally showing every single piece here. So December 15th was the last straw. The kicker strikes back. Former Jaguars kicker Josh Lambeau said that uh, Meyer kicked him during warmups, which Lambeau reported the incident to the team's legal counsel. Um, but was fired hours later, uh, which he ended his tenure with Jacksonville with a two and 11 record trying to see here. When, when was the actual loss? Oh yeah. And then he also four days before that, the, uh, urban Meyer called his assistant coaches losers in a meeting and demanded that they explain their individual accolades. I mean, this is, what was the final score? The Titans beat him like 20 to nothing or something. Yeah, it was something, something bad. It was just – it wasn't even that score. Wasn't oh, that wait, bad, no, was I was just, there. It was a yeah. really weird game. Like, it was, it was kind of boring almost. Yeah. Yeah, so because, it, like, no, neither team even had life. Like, Jacksonville was just yeah. a dead fish. It was like we just kind of slowly won 20 to nothing. Like, we didn't really – I mean, we beat them down, I guess, yeah. but it wasn't like yeah. that at all. Like The Titans killed them December 12th. Killed Urban Meyer. I'd watch that for 30 for 30 in a second. Oh yeah. If, well, if they taught, just did an urban Meyer 30 from 30 from his days at Florida to Ohio state to then Jacksonville, that, that would, would be, be wild. that. I mean, he's had a lot of crazy stuff happen. Let's go back to, to Utah, bro. Let's not forget yeah, Utah. Yeah. I was going to say Getting them. Did, he, they weren't in the pac 12 when he was there. Were there? No. Yeah. No, but, but he went undefeated with them. Right. Yeah. Well, and they would – that would be – once he gets kind of back on his feet or maybe he's a little more comfortable uh, in the spotlight, this is years down the road, obviously. Five minimum, I think. 
Well, I just mean like once he's kind of comfortable again, like you could you could do a really good Urban Meyer thirty for thirty. Yeah, yeah even if he, actually, even if he head. didn't get in on it, I was gonna say I don't good. think you let him be involved. I think you just tell that would be awesome if they just sit at like the beginning is like Urban Meyer walking into a completely black room with one chair. He just sits down like sighs. So here's what happened. <laughs> Maybe that's what they do the last like the last thirty minutes. Like don't tell anyone. And yeah, do like an hour and a half <clears throat> the thirty for thirty, and then just this moment comes where you see this figure walking into the room, and it's Urban Meyer, and he just sits down. Let me that tell my sick. side of the story. Yeah, just something like that. <laughs> Speaking of 30 for 30s, I saw a tweet that was, uh, I retweeted it, and it was about, uh, I don't even, I think it was a writer or someone said, I'm still waiting on the 30 for 30 on the 2007 college football season. And <laughs> it was a montage of these highlights. Like you have when App State beat Michigan, Oh, Navy yeah, the, beats the Notre Dame for the first time in 43 games or something. You have South Florida ranked number two in the country. Pittsburgh ends West Virginia's uh, national championship hopes with Pat White and Steve Slayton on the team. Like It was a crazy year. Yeah, I looked it up, and it's literally the year of the upset is this uh, headline of the article. Looking back at the 20, uh, 2007 season, the year of the upset, a ranked team lost to a lower-ranked or unranked opponent 62 times during the regular season. Top 10 teams lost 29 times. The number one team lost four times. Number two team lost seven times, all in the final nine weeks of the season. Number one and two lost the same week three times, including weeks 13 and 14. That's crazy. So literally, it was just upset after upset after upset. All and it was long. like it was funny because two of the major clips they show is LSU losing to Kentucky and then losing to Arkansas. And yeah. then of course LSU wins the national championship that year with two losses. Yeah. Sogs beat them in Death Valley in double overtime. Yeah. Mm. And then they still went on to win the national championship. <laughs> so and Rutgers ended up beating South Florida 30 to 27 when USF was uh number two. Rutgers yeah. and then them. Rutgers was hype back then. That was when yeah. Shiano was hot back at, at I'm Rutgers. thinking, was Tom Savage the quarterback? Maybe. I feel like he would have had to have been. Ray Rice might have been there. USF was cold there for a minute. Oh, yeah. That was sweet. Who was the coach back then at USF? Wait, Tom Savage was at uh, – no, nah, he was at Rutgers a little bit later. But he went to oh. Rutgers, Arizona, and Pitt. I didn't realize he played at that many places. Yeah. I didn't know he was at Arizona. I didn't either. He was only there for a year. So that was in between Pitt and Rutgers. South Florida yeah, he didn't even uh, play. was the quarterback. Do y'all happen to know the quarterback's name? I do. I'm just wondering if y'all do. From South Florida then? Yeah, when they were running things. This is like my random college football oh, player. That would be. Well, I can't, I, now no, yeah, I, I can't think of his name. I believe it's Matt Grothy. That's correct. Ah, yeah, there you go. I remember he he rocked the mohawk. Very uh, nice. That from was Lakeland, a, Florida. That was a gritty South Florida team. Yeah, where what they like win? Like, how did they really get ranked so high? It was because the ACC was pretty. They would have had. Well, wait, they aren't in the ACC. Yeah, who did they play? They would have had That's to be Florida State or someone. Yeah, they probably they, beat Miami. They were in the Big East. The Big East. This That's is when the Big was. East was still uh, decent, I yeah. guess. But they still probably had to beat, like, they had to beat one of the Florida, big Florida schools, I'm sure. 
Let's see. Maybe, yeah. Yeah, check out. I mean, schedule. you can see so they, Florida's so they like, beat, yeah, they beat number 17 Auburn at Auburn and then beat number five West Virginia. They played North Carolina. Yeah, so they beat Auburn, North Carolina, West Virginia. But then they got all the way up to number two and lost three straight games, Rutgers, oh. UConn, and Cincy. Tough, bro. That's <laughs> tough. What a fall off. To win Man, all the, those games and lose to those three teams, that is brutal. Yeah, and uh, they were all close, too. It was all within one score. They ended up getting on another hot streak, beating Syracuse, Louisville, and Pitt, and then getting absolutely annihilated by Oregon in the uh, Sun Bowl. Nice. There you go. It's funny how a football team can bring back, like, a piece of – like, I definitely remember watching USF, like, probably, like, on a Thursday night or something. Like, this team's awesome. Exactly. They are good. Number two in the country. Yeah, for sure. Hmm. Yeah, they, they did have uh... – We Hogs had Darren McFadden in 2007, so that was a fun year uh, Fun year for us. That Balls. was Houston Nuts last year, though, at as coach um, of the Razorbacks. Balls into the SEC championship, lost to yep. that LSU yeah. team. That was the last time they went, right? Yeah. Yeah. Eric Ainge. Six, six and two ahead of Georgia, 10 and four overall. They wear uh, – am I tripping or did they wear all orange in that – uh, SEC championship game. Probably. I feel like I just remember them wearing all orange versus LSU sometime. In the, the old, do you remember like the old AstroTurf at the George, at mm-hmm. uh, Georgia Dome? Yeah. Was, like, it, was that what it, it was? It's just like turf. Like it was just uh, like carpet. Yeah. It truly was like a, I don't even know how you describe that kind of it, like AstroTurf. Like, yeah, like true. No, like Ash, you, you know, not yeah. not the, the turf they have today is like meant to be like grass. Yeah, kind of meant to perform more like no, this was yeah, truly turf. Yeah, I like I like that look. That's a it's a retro. It was probably not. I don't know what it was like a while back, but y'all ever been to a uh, SC championship game? No. I That's refuse fine. to go to one until uh, the Vols are there. So Fair should enough. be going to one next year. That should be pretty Fair fun. enough. Yeah, we'll make the trip. <laughs> next time Arkansas goes, I'll go again because it is fun. I've only gone – I've it? actually 2000... gone to watch Arkansas twice. Uh, when it, In 2003, they got demolished by Georgia. Do you that remember that in 2003? Well, I remember it a little bit. I remember it kind of the fanfare, to be honest, like going in there and playing a bunch of – you know, throwing footballs around and targets and like doing obstacle courses. And just like, I just remember all the people, you know, it was like, wow, these are so many hog fans and like Georgia fans and just being kind of overwhelmed by the experience of like being in the Georgetown and stuff. Um, and then I went in 2006 when Arkansas played Tebow and uh, Georgia, except or in Florida, except actually I take that back. I think that was the year Chris Leak was the quarterback and they won the national championship with Tebow was like a backup. That was 06, I believe. That was 06. Yeah. That was the yeah. last time we've been. But I got to oh, go ooh. back. I watched yeah. Alabama. That was when Miles Alabama, Miles Florida one time. There. That was pretty fun. That was a unique experience. I was there uh, with the officials. So one of my good friends, his dad and uncle, their whole family has been SEC officials for the longest time. And so, like the night before, I went to like the official suite party at the uh, the nice hotel there. And so I'm just rubbing elbows with all the head officials of the SEC. Uh, you know, Damn. not my favorite place. I'm pretty – the. I think the SEC officiating, in all honesty, it could 
could use a little work in a lot of cases. I, I don't want to, I don't want to, you know, lay too much on them, but uh, anyway, I got to, I got to be an impartial viewer. It wasn't the Razorbacks playing. So I got to just watch an SC championship game and experience it. And it was pretty fun. I would do that. That's so fun. Yeah. It was a lot of fun. Like, yeah, it was just, I didn't pursue that, you know, but it was like, Hey, you want to go like, yeah, but I only try to go if the hogs are in it. And then I'll be making my way to Atlanta. I'd like to see it in the new the the, the new uh, stadium there. Yeah, that would I know be it's cool. been there for a while now, but I've never been to a football game in it. No, I've got to go see the Huskers in Indy. That would be sweet. And Indy isn't far either. That's just like what a. Do they play drive. those on the same day? Yeah, I think the epic, SEC epic. games at like three thirty, and then the Big Tens at night. It'd be such a what sick if you made an like, epic like yeah. yeah epic road trip hit the SEC championship immediately head to the Big Ten championship. Have to, I don't know well, if you could. You have to fly. Have to fly, out, fly like, yeah, yeah. You'd have to. And like, I still don't know if you could. Yeah, you'd have to PJ it. <laughs> All right. Well, I'll well, if PJ we if Indy. we hit uh, hit our uh, overs, you know, we, we might be that. taking a private jet. That is we true. Could. If 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 they all go ten and two, that means they probably all win their division. Let's be real; they are probably That's all true. win their. Con- so they would all be in. Com- it, it would be the Hawks and the oh. Vols, probably, or at least the Vols or the Hogs. Like I bet maybe one of those, but I bet Nebraska would definitely be. Yeah, 10. Nebraska yes. with ten wins would definitely be in. And we could literally be, do that because you don't have to like get like you can do the whole net jets thing or whatever. Yeah, it'd you be could like, rent a, be a couple k, but. Yeah, it'd be a few thousand, but we'd have fifteen. Like, yeah, that would hey. be the point of it. Like, now we're we're doing this weekend. We made God, a small bet be... with our friends. <laughs> oh, because think about it; it's literally like you just paid thirty dollars for like a PJ and and like SEC championship all expenses tickets. paid trip. Yeah, yeah. Like, God, that would be incredible. We just won our own lottery. <laughs> we just we just we, just and we blew it all. Yeah, it'd be so worth it though to do that. Oh heck yeah! No, that's the plan. If I mean, if that all comes to fruition, it would be a beautiful. If we speak, that would be the greatest weekend of my life. I mean, I think I'm we got a plan to spend Friday night, at least Friday night, if not Thursday and Friday in Atlanta. H- hang out in Atlanta for two days, go to the championship, and then immediately fly and then party that night in Indy. <laughs> <laughs> like spend another night in Indy, so you like party, just tearing up two cities, one epic weekend. That'd be nuts with the scurs. Like, and the fun, the craziest thing about it is, yeah, you would be going from like the epicenter of your fan base to the epicenter of a different. Like, you'd be going, all right, I'm with all the. No one really ever probably goes like bounces like conference championship hopping. No, like okay, I'm gonna go watch the. Uh, Watch my favorite team win the SEC championship, and then hop on a jet and watch the Huskers. Yeah, win the you big just championship. like all your what boys if, are down there. If and you're you like, go See you guys. I'm, two, I'm <laughs> like, what if you have this oh, epic weekend? And yeah, then, that's the thing. Like, the Vols and Huskers both both take fat L's. Yeah, get beat by like forty, just absolutely pieced in their championships game, championship games. That's that the, you can really yeah. That's that's what's kind of would be fun about it too, though. Because after the first game you lose, you'd be like, all right, rebound. We got another one. Let's go. <laughs> but yeah, if you that one it's just like wow still a crazy experience yeah i mean i'd still have a blast i'd like to go i'd like i wish razorbacks would play on the january bowl and i would like to go wherever that bowl is and and uh really have an extended stay at a good bowl like in a really good bowl uh outback bowl is pretty cool my parents got to go to tampa hang out but i'm talking like you know 
Sugar Bowl or something. Sugar I'm, talking, I'm thinking awesome. Sugar Bowl. I think I think Miami is calling my name down there. Not Sugar Bowl's New Orleans, right? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. no. I'm yeah, I, I want I want Miami. <laughs> you want Orange Bowl? <laughs> want yeah, Orange, Orange Bowl. Bowl or Sugar Bowl? Uh, I could go Nola. No, you know what? I would take the. Sugar I know. Bowl. I would think you'd be a Nola guy. Yeah, I would yeah. love the Sugar Bowl. I I would. Uh, New Orleans or Miami would be my. I guess the SEC is tied to the Sugar Bowl more. I don't know what the two playoff like. Uh, I don't even know how it works anymore, honestly, with the New Year's Six. Yeah, kind of got all flip flopped around with the playoffs. They are still tie-ins. Um, yeah. So, like, we do – like, Ole Miss went to Sugar Bowl last year, and that's definitely realistic if Arkansas is not in the playoff. But our SEC had two teams in the playoff, so that's why Ole Miss got that bowl too. So, yeah. Like, if we only have one team in, then I think team number two – it's like the highest-ranked SEC team would get the Sugar Bowl. I party in New Orleans New Year's Eve. It'll be fun. Be a good time with the Razorbacks. Let's see where the I'm looking at where the championships are. So next year, championship is in LA, then Houston, then Vegas, then 2025, Miami. So Seth, you might just have to wait until 2025 when the when the hogs are in the natty to head down to Miami. Maybe. But maybe one of the playoff games is down there in Miami sometime soon. That could happen too. I feel like the playoff get like Miami's always hosting bowl. I'm always so, it's always January and yeah, I see Miami. 2022, it's Fiesta and Peach Bowl are the hey, um, I'll look at tear down. Oh, so it's Lana Lana. Oh, it is it is Lana Lana. It could be Lana Lana. Lana Lana then wow. uh, Cali. Lana Lana Cali. Lana Lana La LA. Lana Lana La. <laughs> and then so yeah 2023 it's the rose bowl and the sugar bowl then houston that's true so yeah 2023 sugar bowl and then just because houston is not that far from uh new orleans it's a quick flight over yeah, i think you just yeah you'd have to let it ride let it ride <laughs> all right i like it all right we figured out our plans for the next uh three to five years i like that we've already spent the money that uh, we got incredible odds to win <laughs> No faith in the hogs and the balls and the and the scurs. What was really annoying is I tried to also just do the over on all the win totals because obviously none of the win totals are even at nine or eight or whatever. Yeah. So, but it wouldn't let me. Fanduel wouldn't let me combine them for some reason. That's stupid. Yeah, I don't know why. Hmm. Tough. I like that you did an alternate line. Yeah, we're even. Well, we're doubling down. We're, we're not really going we're gonna all go in. Over. We're saying they're going to have great seasons. Yeah, we're going way, way over. When's the last know. time each of our programs had a ten-win season? Uh, Vols was two thousand seven. Bo Pelini had a like three, so I'm gonna say like oh nine probably. Then Arkansas had one in what 2011. They had like an 11 win season and didn't even make it to the Natty. Actually, wait. Right? Yeah, yeah. They went 11 wins. No, they went 11 and two. They won their bowl game. Though. Oh, but still, um, ten, and ten they, they won back back 10 win seasons in 2010 and 2011 under Petrino. Um, and then, yeah, they haven't got. We had nine wins last year. Close. We had gotten up to eight, <laughs> eight in the time between 2011 and, and our best year was eight. So nine mm-hmm. was a welcome, welcome improvement, but not settled at nine 
I can tell you that much. I'm very excited for Arkansas's first game. I mean, I know uh, we'll have week zero, and I'm about to I'm about to release my my Huskers season preview is going to be my number one of like what Arkansas could be next year because I legitimately think Cincinnati's breaking in a new quarterback, all that kind of stuff. So if they put on a good performance, like if Arkansas plays well, which they should, they have a lot of continuity, especially on offense, and like actually kind of takes care of Cincinnati, like handles Cincinnati pretty good. That would be just so sick. Like what a way to start the year. Week one with just a great opportunity at home. It's going to be so hot probably early September mid at 2.30 in the afternoon. It's going to be bacon out there. Cincinnati's going to get run over. Train time. Pitt, uh, Pitt, Tennessee is not week one, is it? No, Ball State is uh, who the Vols open up with. But, I mean, Pittsburgh is, is the, the game I'm looking at. Yeah. Uh, I can't wait. Because Pitt, they're, uh, they've got their whole defensive line returning, um, and they've got a lot of starters returning. Obviously, they lose Pickett, which is going to be a big uh, big thing on the offense. But um, I think we, we should be able to beat them. But it's Wait, so crucial. Uh, are we yeah. are we are we overlooking Ball State? I mean, I overlooked Georgia State when Pruitt did that. So I just think yes. back to the young to yes. the young Phil yes. tweet. Yes, Karen. So, we're, we're, what is it? What did he say? <laughs> someone someone was like, "Hey, don't hey don't be so quick to because we we're talking about Battle of Bristol, and he's like, don't be so quick to overlook App State.'" And he just responds back like, "I am overlooking them. Like, <laughs> I am currently overlooking App State or yeah, Ball State." Yeah, and I yes. mean, yes, who, Kevin. I whoever am made that, uh, whoever made that young Philip Fulmer Twitter account is goaded forever in Vol Twitter. Like that is. Do they don't know who that is? I'm sure so. Like people do, but I don't. I mean, I figured. I figured that someone like, who knew a knew a friend of Young Phil's, but I don't know who actually is Young Phil. Yeah, it's awesome. That is like a uh, that's been around for a while. It has been around for a while. since we were since in high we were school. In high school, it's not as big as it was. I'm I'm assuming it was they're well way out. bigger. They're well like. out of college now, obviously. Yeah, so. they probably were in college when we were in high school, though. I'd imagine. Yeah, yeah. Now it's in college. Big Orange Hypel has kind of like taken over uh, a lot of the noise on Vol Twitter. I feel like I see Big Orange Hypel a lot, and he's got thirty thousand or something like that followers. Every now, every now and then, young Phil will tweet out, "Send in the yearbook picture." <laughs> for the listeners out there our buddy Lyndon used a young philip fulmer quote uh as his senior quote we still coming yeah we still coming we still coming that was pretty legendary we might have we've never had uh old dirt on the uh the pod he could be uh some good tennessee football insight he'd be a good when tennessee basketball too if the vols uh if the vols lose a big one i would really like to have Lyndon on like if they get upset by someone they just shouldn't i would love to get Lyndon's reaction because he'll come on and get angry yeah he'll get he'll get angry we and should the, that is some of the best react we should get our like super raw reactions to games you know oh, like, I thought no, about I, it. yeah like emergency pods after a terrible loss yeah yeah we need yeah true meetups of like pain or just like that's when you really chisel out the future of the program i like the sound of that i know um our old buddy Will Parker, he can definitely get fired up after a a, a a loss by Tennessee. He will just like say everyone's terrible. Like he'll just go on the biggest tirade in the world. 
him and Jack Hancock will get fired up about the balls. I uh, I've had to seriously cool off because I I would get I would get a little worked up. Arkansas just lost so much where it really humbled me into like not accepting defeat, but just knowing that defeat is an option. So if we do lose, like I've been there before, I'll I'll <laughs> fight my butt off to win again. Before, like I'm go- I'm I promise I will not stop trying to win again. But like I will take my loss. Like it, it I can't get too upset with with the with the team. I've had, to, just I've, had to cool, my... I've had to cool my head off a little bit, but I can still get hot. I don't get, yeah, I get, I get hot every now and then. I really just get my heart ripped out more often. Yeah, it's really, I'll just get sad. Like it's gut wrenching more for me. I think at a for a long time it was a lot of anger, and then once what yes, about like after the Illinois game last year? Like, once with, once it started getting consistent and happening a good bit, it was truly just like you know, cue hello darkness, my old friend. <laughs> like that's literally what it was. Oh, you just get in the cave and you just. Keep trying to call your way out, you know. All right. Yeah. The Illinois game. The Illinois game last year really almost broke me. Just to kick off the season when you have all this hype. Yeah. You immediately just be like, just gross. Like, I didn't even, like, people don't even want to watch it because it's just sad. It was bad football. I think the season opening aspect of it does suck so much more, too, because, like, you do have so much excitement. Even though you know you're probably not the best team in the country, you have a lot of excitement. You don't know yet, though. Yeah, you, you know? don't know yet. There is the possibility that you will have a great yeah, season. Yeah, we like especially when usually it's like, oh, we can play Florida Atlantic and win 40 to 10 and hey, we still could be the best, you know? You have yeah. no clue, but uh, until you get that first loss, you have no clue. And then even even with that first loss, we've seen some one-loss teams uh do it all. It's tough. I mean, yeah. But hey, that's why we're that's why we're getting that's ready why we're for here. The, for if I just season. strap back in and go back, you're 25 of being a Razorback, bro. Like I, you don't go to call. I've been a, I've been a hog for 25 years. That's that's really a celebration. I've been through it from day zero. And so, you know, and I'm still here. I'm still strapping up ready for Saturday, September 6th or 7th, 2.30 p.m. when we kick it off inside the dub which I have now officially started calling Donald W. Reynolds Razorback Stadium, the dub. I think that's going to that could catch on. It's pretty good there, right? I don't know. I'm I like sure that. someone's called it before, but I'm going to, I'm legit about it. Like that's the dub. And it's like, it's a winning it's we're getting dubs at the dub. So it's a uh, work Pretty good. Anyway, you're, you know, you're broken. Like if you can't go into a new, your program is not, not in a good spot. I agree. Yeah. Um, we haven't gotten a chance to talk any NFL yet, boys. Do we want to talk? Uh, I mean, the, the season is upon us, like we were talking about with the Jags and the Raiders. Um, Throw it out I there. think there's some major storylines we can Yeah, and also, sure. we just saw Will and I were talking about one of his uh, players on his fantasy team, Debo Samuel, finally back in uh, San Francisco. The deal is done after everyone thought uh, he was for sure gone. Uh, DK got paid a lot. So all these all these receivers um, got their money, but uh, AJ was the only one to get traded to get his money. So he, mm-hmm. he uh, and I mean he got the biggest deal out of all of them, right? The the AAV was twenty five mil a year, so he uh, the average value per year. He's going to get the most money. Uh, he's one of the See, highest paid receivers in the NFL and, now, but and that's where it's kind of crazy. Yeah, but Debo got sixty mil guaranteed. 
Did, yeah. So did Debo get paid more? Or did AJ get paid more? Uh, I think AJ's contract's bigger. Okay. Debo got more guaranteed money. I think. Yeah, AJ doesn't have as much guaranteed, but he does have the right. biggest contract out of everybody that signed. Like AJ is great, but like Debo Samuel was the 49ers last year. They literally gave him the ball any possible way they could. Yeah. And it was almost like he was the offense. And it like AJ Brown was great for the Titans, obviously, but we also have Derrick Henry. So yeah. the fact that you're comparing, I don't think the contract should be equal for guys yeah. like that. Yeah, I AJ Brown was spectacular and he did spectacular things, but he wasn't honestly, and this is not nitpick. I wanted AJ Brown to be a Titan. Like at the like I truly did. I, I did a, too. He's yeah. a great player. I want him a part of my team, but I don't. I mean, the Titans are they're as close to the situation as they know. Like they viewed him at for what he was, like a very productive well, at the end of the day, he was pretty productive. He was very productive. He was a high-end receiver. But he missed he missed quite a few games. He missed a few games last year and he's missed he's missed time in the past. Uh, I'm not I'm not like not huge time, and he's been there when we needed him in the playoffs and stuff and made big plays. But a guy who had had some injury past. And who's just going to cost an extort? You're you're paying him as one of the top top A one A one receivers in the league, and he he's probably in my eyes he's like an A two receiver if that makes sense. Like he is on a top tier list, but he is not. And he, he is a number one receiver in a system, but he's not like the 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 true elite of the elite receiver. He is an elite high-level receiver. And that's someone you want on the team and one of the best receivers in Titans history. And he probably – the my, my take on that, I know that was kind of up for like – people were talking about that uh, recently, like best receiver in Titans history. And A.J. Brown probably would have been that if he had played his whole career. Yes, he probably ends up as the best receiver in Titans history. But because he only played so little – with the Titans, like, no, he's not the best receiver in Titans history. He might be the most ta- – like, he had some of the better seasons. He's probably the most but, talented. But not yeah. even, like, what he had last year. He didn't even have 900 receiving yards last year. Yeah, exactly. Like, let's let's be actual real about the numbers he's producing last yeah. year. If he can't stay on the field, then he's not worth, worth yeah. the money. He might have averaged – he averaged a lot per game, and he had some big, big games. But there were some games he was fairly ineffective, and he missed a good chunk of time. But – Top 10 I mean, drops as well. Yeah, not – I don't know. I'm excited to watch Traylon. I'm I'm really excited to watch Traylon. I think he's gonna turn yeah get, dive into that a little bit. Yeah, I I think you're finally seeing it's been the start of Traylon Burke's NFL career in Tennessee has been largely overshadowed by the fact that a he was traded for AJ Brown. Essentially, that's the optics of the situation. You you trade away AJ Brown for a pick that ends up being Traylon Burks, who is like the closest NFL comparison you could make is AJ Brown. But, and then you also, you also, he has salt. People are salty about the draft pick from the start. Like the Titans fan base is already kind of, they're put off by the kid because of the decision, the ownership and like the, you know, leadership of the team have made to draft him. Like this is the Titans decision to do this move is pick Traylon. They pick him Anyway, so he comes in with a little salt. And then a few weeks later, this kid has just been drafted in the first round of the NFL. Probably partied a little too hard. You know, he probably had some fun. Came in you know, a little come, out of shape. He comes in a little out of shape. 
And that is bad. Not a good sign. Like not again, like I never said it was great that he came in out of shape, but I like, it wasn't, people were making it, people were blowing it up out of proportion. I felt like because of a couple things, because they, of I've, the aforementioned work, stuff with AJ, the fact that they're already kind of looking for reasons to nitpick this kid who's out of Arkansas, who they kind of drafted, like they probably picked him a little higher or about where he was slotted. It wasn't like they re- did a crazy reach or anything for him. I think people are still also a little shell-shocked over the Isaiah Wilson bust from two years ago. Yeah, that When was... your first-round draft pick never looks good. Like you don't really see him ever – I mean, how many downs did he play? Like four? I don't even – yeah, he barely saw the field at all ever. It was on special teams. I think he played three snaps as a Titan. Yeah. Anyway, so you have these bad feelings about a first-round draft pick that's an absolute bust. And then he does. He struggles with, like, breathing and stuff and is out of shape at practice at the OTA, like, voluntary stuff. Now, I think the rookies might have to go. But it's, like, so far away from football season. And he's never had problems with this in the past. He's never really missed games with injuries. He's been – I watched Traylon Books, Burks, put the Arkansas offense on his back, like play after play after play after play. The whole team knew. The whole defense knew. The whole offense knew. The whole stadium knew who was getting the ball. And he would still just time after time dominate. Like I'm not really worried about the workload. If anything, his NFL workload is going to be lighter than some of the things we asked him to do at Arkansas. In some ways. Now, the competition's higher, so, you know, you have difficult, you know, it's difficulties in in other ways. But from the perspective that we asked him to take jet sweeps, he's running the ball, he's throwing passes, like he's running deep routes, dig routes, like he's running. He ran, our offense ran through Traylon Burks for several years, and I watched him play after play just dominate and not miss a beat. And so I wasn't that concerned when I saw him in, in six months prior to this first snap. And what has he done in, in now we get into actual fall camp where the He's real team is here, where the, like, the real Titans defense is against him and, and he's making plays and he's showing out and he's showing people why he is their number one. And I think, I think the real thing that's come out of this is he has absolutely come in from day one and been the number one receiver. Like Robert Woods is is a top tier receiver, but he is not our number one. Like Traylon is our number one receiver, and that's I think that's encouraged. I, I think a lot of people that talked a lot, and it was it got so much media focus. It was so heavily like like scrutinized him having some breath problems, which as a just as an aside, as a fellow asthma sufferer. I can definitely say that seasonally it does get worse. I can have some terrible moments if I'm outside and, you know, and and hopefully that it's never been a problem in game at Arkansas. So I I don't, I don't see it becoming an issue in the NFL when he has probably an even better team around him, like nutrition and health wise, like they're going to have him at peak performance on Sundays playing and balling. And I'm really excited to see him. That was actually Zane's birthday gift to me. Traylon Burks Jersey. So I'll be repping. I'll be repping one six. I've got him on my back. So, you know, I think I'll wear it probably forward. I think I'll wear it backwards with Burks on my chest. I like that. I'm repping him. I'm, 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 I'm picking him. I said superstar the other day. I've only given the superstar title to one person that I've watched draft by one of my teams. I've like, what, you know, like, and it was Ja. 
Jaw was the only one on draft. I was like, that is a superstar. Like and he's I, turned I, into like, that for sure. I think I th- I see Traylon as the next like Julio Jones type receiver, if not better. Like I I oh, I, I I would love that. I think it. I think it could happen. I'm excited to see it. He did have a monster season at Arkansas. I was looking at his numbers. Thirteen hundred. We're not even a we're a run. We were the yeah. leading receipt. We were the leading rushing team in the conference, and he still put up those numbers. Yeah, had twelve hundred receiving yards, eleven receiving touchdowns, plus uh, about one hundred and thirty rushing yards with a rushing touchdown as well. So he added a little bit on the rushing side. And he's a his catch. Tannehill mentioned it recently. His catch radius is insane. And that's what, like, as a quarterback, that's exactly what you want in a receiver. You you know, like, where I can throw it pretty much anywhere, and he can go catch it, and I can throw it away from defenders and stuff like that. Make physical catches. In, in a lot of ways, he is similar to A.J. Like, A.J. would make physical catches. I think Traylon actually separates a little better than a- A.J., to be honest. I think A.J. forced himself into catching some heavily contested balls because he didn't really separate as much. So he made it kind of tight, tight windows. Um, anyway, I'm excited. I'm excited to really watch him play football. Like I'm excited for people and especially Titans fans to like actually watch Traylon play football. Cause he is so special. I, I, he was the best player on our team as a freshman. Now we were terrible. We were terrible. But he was like by far, far in a way, our most talented player on offense for three full years, um, and that's a pretty good testament in an SEC, any SEC school when you just like are you are you walk on campus and you are the guy. He's from Warren, Arkansas, like little little town in Arkansas. He literally loves hunting and everything. Give him some time to grow and mature into an NFL player, and he's gonna be amazing. Like he he is that kind of guy. I hope it happens. It'd be awesome. I'm glad people are singing camp. That's what I've been focused on in camp because I was like, I was anxious. I was anxious to see how he would do with some of that negative energy surround. Like, you know, I think it's already a testament to himself. He got so much negative reaction at first and he came back and already answered it. Like, he's like, nah, I came back healthy and shape balling. Like that's sweet. It is worth noting too. Didn't someone ask Sam Pittman about it at SEC media days? Didn't he say that's kind of what he like? He's kind of known for doing that. Yeah, yeah. they said he was. Sam Pittman even said, "Well, I, I could kind of see what like that he was going to come in out of shape, but he did say like there's one thing that I know that he performs uh, on game day." Yeah. See now, and I that's where I'm kind of on the media side a little bit because that is kind of concerning. Yeah, like, it is different when you're talking about a guy who's it's like, Hey, we're investing a ton of money in you and you're about to live out your dream and you have a chance to be a number one receiver in the NFL and you still come in out of shape and then it lingers for a while. That's what had me nervous. Now I will say, I don't, I don't know if he's our number one receiver. If he is, I think that's a really good thing. If you're telling me Traylon Burks is the number one, if he outplays Robert Woods, that would be, and that's what I'm saying. And Robert Woods is the number two. You're ha- I mean, your receiving group is gonna have numbers that double the receiving group from last year's. I mean, it'll people if he didn't, that will be huge for the Titans. It's gonna be sweet. It's gonna be sweet to 
he's going to get a quick fan base because I, I'm telling you, he's going to start making plays like early on. We've seen we've seen rookie receivers have immediate impact pretty recently, especially guys in the SEC that if like great receivers in the SEC tend to go ahead and immediately kind of pop into success in the NFL. Um, yeah, I mean, I think Jamar you do. Chase. He goes into a good he goes into a good offense, you know, in the Titans where we are heavily run focused like defenses are run oriented. So it probably will open up some form of opportunity to him. Um, the play we'll action. Yeah, hope Rant, hope Tannehill trusts him and the offense gets going. I'm, I think it'll be a slow start for the offense just in general, to be quite honest. I think we're going to miss Roger Saffold more than expected. Um, Maybe. They're talking good things about Aaron Brewer. Yeah, Aaron Brewer's been big, and I, I want to see a breakout year from Dylan Radins. Um, who uh, who would be – I guess they're, Brewers, they're talking about right guard, I guess. And then is Radins the choice for left guard over there? Uh well no, Nate Davis Davis yeah. is yeah Nate Davis Ben Jones, would be right right tackle, tackle. yeah right tackle. obviously okay. Lawan at left tackle Lawan Davis Ben Jones have, Brewer and then Ray, I'm thinking, Brewer and Raiden's uh, on the right side could be dangerous but well, people are talking other, big uh, who's the other oh, option P, uh, Pierre Fortit or that guy from Ohio State Petit yeah, Freire, that's what it is. He's not playing. I feel like, no, true. but I think there's another. Who, I mean, who's the right tackle option? I think there's another one. I'm a little worried about Lawan, to be quite honest. I think uh, I think he could be in regression. I mean, he's he's getting up there in age, but you never know. I don't know. This will be a good – this is a kind of a tipping year. Like, he was coming off injury last year. Uh, like so, yeah. I just, I just can't, I cannot get him allowing six sacks in a game like out of my head. I'm serious. I know he went on to have a pretty good year, but or decent at least. Like I, he wasn't an absolute liability, although at times he was a liability at small times, small moments. But I cannot get that game number one Arizona Cardinals. Him just getting. He was still mauled. scared. His he was, he getting was nervous mauled. about his ACL. It Chandler was Jones pretty, literally. For, Made for him, him to have his baby. It was insane. Yeah. For him to even bounce back at all from that is honestly fairly impressive. Like to have a good season and actually keep starting all year just because yeah, some guys would pulled. be like. He got pulled in that game, didn't he? In week I th- one. I, I think at, at some point. Like around yeah, the fourth yeah. quarter, he got pulled or second half, he got pulled. But I have the depth chart pulled up here to make it official. So left tackle is Taylor Lewan. Left guard is Aaron Brewer. Center, Ben Jones. Right guard, Nate Davis. Right tackle, Dylan Radins. Uh, Nicholas petit Ferrer is right tackle backup. Corey Levin is the guard that we are thinking of, I think, uh, behind Nate Davis. Daniel yeah. Munyer behind Ben Jones. Jamarco Jones behind Aaron Brewer. And Christian DeLauro behind Taylor Lewan at left tackle. Um yeah, I feel like Jamarco Jones was the other one I was thinking of. Yeah, maybe. But is that? I mean, that's not technically official yet, really, is it? It no, was up, not really. It was updated uh, two days ago, so right. It, it's yeah. not official, but that I think that's like who. If, if the season started today, that's what people would most likely have as the the yeah. depth chart. I'm. It's. I'm not in love with it. <laughs> I'll say that. We'll like, see. It, I mean, there could we'll be some guys who take a take a step forward. You never know. Yeah, you. I mean, you have guys with playing experience, but it's just like, man, you're you're kind of playing a lot of wild cards there. I feel like, besides yeah. Ben Jones, really. 
Yeah, Ben Jones is going to be good. But also with those offensive linemen that are getting a little bit older and like Luan and even Ben Jones, injuries can start to pile up on those guys. Um, so you, yeah. you, you got to have depth on the offensive line, and I just don't see a ton of depth on this team quite yet. So we'll have to see how some of these backups play. Yeah, they might get forced into it. Baptized by fire. I feel like they're playing the right team week one. Like that's a good opening up with the Giants. It's all I'm I'm a little nervous about this though, because it's on nine eleven. The Giants are gonna be playing their their butts off. Like I'm even being serious. I'm not even trying to be funny about that or anything. Like no, I no, yeah. The the city of New York is going to be fired up for that game. They're gonna be ready. They're not gonna want to lose on nine eleven. Yeah, but I don't trust Daniel Jones. Yeah, hopefully Daniel Jones just gets picked off. Like their defense times. is just not that good, right? Am no. I remembering? Like, is a Dory starting for him? If he can get on the field, yeah. Like I, I was reading some stuff about a Dory, how he was just soft. Like uh, the other DBs would be showing up early. Like Bayard would be there early getting reps. A Dory always was walking in like right as eight o'clock hit. Never stayed late. Didn't watch extra film, never did any of the extra things. And those extra things are basically expected by Mike Vrabel uh, to be on this yeah. team. And that uh, apparently a Dory and him just didn't mesh well together because he wasn't putting in that extra work like a, a lot of the other secondary was doing. So yeah. good riddance. And he, he was hurt all the time, too. And is Logan Ryan over there, too? Uh, I don't know if – is Logan Ryan still there? I don't know. Uh. So he is on the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Oh, nice. So, yeah, they uh, they released – wow, the rumors were the new coaching staff wanted new voices in the locker room and decided to take Ryan out. It clearly was part of a culture purge as the team did not realize much cal- salary cap relief, less than a million dollars saved from the move. So they didn't save any money and they wanted him gone. So screw you, Logan Ryan, for talking crap about the Titans fans. Good riddance. Yeah, interesting. He's not a good culture fit. The bowl didn't like him. So I'm fine with that. Well, do we have anything else we want to cover before we wrap it up? I think uh, I got my football football uh, bug taken care of today, at least. I'm just excited because there will be – I mean, I don't know how much we'll talk about it, but there's an actual football game that we'll be able to talk about next week if we feel like it. Oh, we'll definitely talk about it. (laughs) I'm going to be up in New York. I'm leaving here on Thursday. I'll be back uh, Sunday. But um, so I'm going to be fired up watching watching the game from the Big Apple. So it's going to be amazing. That'll be cool. Oh, yeah. All right, guys. Well, thanks for listening. This has been Patriot Sports, part of the Six Pack Coverage Network. Be sure to check them out, sixpackcoverage.com, at sixpackcoverage on Instagram and Twitter. Check us out. PatriotSports.blog is the website, at Patriot underscore sports on Twitter and at Patriot Sports on Instagram. Guys, thanks again for listening, and we will see you all next week. Patriot out. <laughs>